When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sternbridge Stakes Day at Morpherville. That's their feature event, listed race. At Wait for Age level, we get to see the return of their a smart filly and see you in heaven. The stablemate, Kemal Parser, is the market leader and Bo Rosser is back from a WA campaign. Um, so looking forward to that contest. And this man is a jet from foxcatcherintel.com. James Jordan, good morning to you, James. Morning, G. How uh, how's things over the east? Yeah, not bad, mate. Now, I've been loving your work with uh, our great friend as well here on SEN Track and Giddy Up and Jules Valance. And um, he couldn't make it this morning, but your work on Foxcatcher Intel has been superb. So it's pretty – you just jump on the website and you subscribe and you can get your previews, you analyse market moves. Um, I think you're, you're delivering some terrific content for the punters out there. Yeah, well, it's all free, so it's not yeah. a subscription service you've got to pay for or anything like that. Um, uh, but if you yeah, if you jump on the the site foxcatcherintel.com, dot com, we sort of there's previews and and uh, and whatnot for sort of um, the major days. Obviously, every weekend we do one. Jules does a review as well, uh, and we also have got some sort of punter education stuff where we talk about um, you know little things like aspects of weight or horses on the back up, things like that, and you know wet tracks, what we look for. So there's a bit there. Um, yeah. So if anyone's got an hour or two to kill, they want to. Watch some content by all means. What's your favourite gear change on a horse? Like it was interesting, and Jules was talking about it with me on the on the preview for Sandown the other day. Like Jack and I, the tongue tie goes on um, for his first up assignment. And when I talk to trainers, sometimes they like to have the blinkers, but the tongue tie I think is an underrated, in a way, gear change for the punters out there that they they notice blinkers, but they don't notice the tongue tie that often. I suppose if they're coming off an unexpected um, uh, bad run and they get a tongue tie on, but yeah. you can see like horses when they get a tongue tie or a crossover noseband, they're the two things that can agitate horses. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always a little element of risk, more with a crossover um, noseband, especially the rubber ones, um, as opposed to a tongue tie. But horses can resent it; they can get their head up a little bit. So not every horse loves it, but obviously breathing issues, um, the tongue yeah. tie seems to help. But definitely for me, I'd say blinkers, but. More so when I, I mean, obviously I comment all the races. So when I put a comment in uh, about a horse that needs a particular sort of gear, um, and then two races later they might get that gear. That's when I love the gear change. Yeah. Uh, I feel obliged to back it. But um, but uh, blinkers would be my sole um, sole one if I had to choose one. Yeah, it's such a fascinating when like I've watched a few of the the pieces that you've um, delivered there on Foxcatcher Intel regarding the educational process for punters out there, but. There's so much to unpack, whether it's riding changes, gear changes, how different trainers prepare their horses. One of the most fascinating segments that we've got on Giddy Up is talking to to trainers, how they prepare their gallopers, for instance, at the trials and first up, and how different trainers trial their horses, James. Um, um, I find that really interesting. Well, you, you need to have you need to have theories. So to yeah. beat computer-based, um, I guess, algorithm punters, you need to have theories, and they're not always, not always going to be right, but... I, I mean, talking about blinkers, there's times I look at it and I think that trainers put the blinkers on at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, you might be second up, you know, 1,200 to 1,400 to put blinkers on. And you think, no, 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 no. Third up, staying at the same trip. Don't put them on when they're not good enough to, to make the horse win anyway. Yeah. You want to wear the horse is probably going to peak and you whack the blinkers on then. 
and bang, um, you sort of get a result. The other thing I hate is when they put blinkers on and they step up in trip. And they pull. Uh, I just don't. Oh, they're just more, way more likely to pull, um, yeah. unless you've got a really relaxed horse. So if I ever see blinkers up in trip, I just think, why would you do it? <laughs> it's just an error in 99% of cases. Now, what are we doing today? Um, the rails, true, we're on a good track. How do you expect this this track to play in Adelaide? It's great to be back as well at Morpherville on a Saturday. Yeah, well, they have, they've had a bit of time off. So rail true, there'll be no marking or anything like that. Uh, I spoke to someone who rode, rode around the track um, and, and walked it actually this week, and um, she said it was in great order. So I'm not expecting it to be any kind of pattern. Uh, it's actually nice conditions too. It's not going to be too hot. It was very hot yesterday, but nice today. Uh, slightly overcast. Maybe a bit of rain around, but um, I think the track will cope with it. So I'm not predicting a bias. I reckon it'll be a sort of good four, um, maybe a five if they get a bit of rain, but you bank on a four. What are we doing then? How are we backing a few winners? Well, sort of three I'm, I'm happy to look at. Um, I think in the first race, a horse called Jack the Lad, which has only been in the state for a couple of runs, but its effort last start was good um, with a big weight, and it sort of gave away weight to the horses around it. Gets the weight drop, meets a similar field, Bar and Vorster uh, rides it. I think it'll I think it'll jump close to favourite in the first. Um, so I'm happy to back it, um, Jack the Lad. I thought its last start was pretty good. So that's what I'm sort of hoping in the first. Um, I've got a horse that I... Well, the farm, Foxcatcher Thoroughbreds, bought uh, going back about a year. Um, put some clients into it, and it's running in the fifth. It's called Malamon Club. I was able to get the chocolates last start at Strathalbyn, and um, we had a bet on it, and it just drifted late. And I was actually away for the weekend, but I noticed the drift late. And, uh, and then having reviewed the meeting, I could see that nothing made ground from the back, and she was able to loop them. So I think she did a really good job there. Um, she comes into this race in good order. She was second up at 1,600 their last start. She's now third up at 2,000. But um, Dan Clark and the McGill's race, very good at getting their horses fit. So I think in race five, Malinon Club's got a great chance. Um, she can sit back, sort of get in the three-wide trail, blend into the race, force the rides. Um, I think she'll run a really good race in the fifth. And then probably uh, in the last, there's a horse called Chicago Storm that goes very well fresh. Some of uh, his figures where he's had to do some work early, sit three wide without cover uh, and finish off the race still very well. They're all definitely good enough to win this. And I'd much rather back him sort of early in his prep than late in his prep. So they're probably the three I'd look at. Jack the Lad uh, in the first, Malamon Club in the fifth and Chicago Storm in the last. With Chicago Storm, I'd probably I'd probably want $3 to back it. It's about two fifty at the moment. So just look for a drift with it. We missed the price, uh, Malamon Club. They're about $11. What price would you be taking right now? I've got it marked $6 favourite in okay. the race. So maybe so, just be patient. Um, well, what is it now? It's about that, $5. isn't it? $5, yeah. They keep yeah, on backing. I, I probably wouldn't take five. I'd be happy to take six. Yeah. Um, six about it. I just think it's – and obviously having spoken to the camp um, all week, they're very happy with the way she's been working. She actually worked with a, um, a horse of theirs in the third, it's, I think, $2.40 favourite called Dunn the Glass, another last start winner. Same okay. day, actually, that she won. And uh, they said they both worked really well, so – Good sign. All right, then what about um, in the Durnbridge? You've got the two jolly runners in Camel Passer and See You in Heaven resuming, and uh, we get horses like pa- um, Bo Ross, who's back from a WA campaign, um, and then Clips O'Rain, Scratch and Iron Clad Scratch. Clips O'Rain heads to Melbourne, of course. Do you have an opinion there? Yeah, I, I backed Camel Passer when the market opened. Yep. Um, the, the obviously, someone else backed um, See You in Heaven because it was a shortener as well. Just sort of looking at the two of them, just feel like, I mean, if you own both and if you've trained both, as far as getting one ready and one sort of being 80, 80% fit or 90% fit, surely you'd, you'd go with Kemmel Parser because this is probably one of his his, his, uh, his targets. Yeah, like he's he's a 
he's a group two horse that probably gets weighted out of most of the races in SA, and then they'll hear at Lobs a you know listed race um, weight for age eleven hundred on his home track. Like that's the one you're going to have him full bore for. He's had jump out uh, in the lead up to this and gone well. We'll see you in heaven, you know, looking at probably getting towards a mile. I would have thought you'd just be happy to see her, you know, balance up and hit the line well, run maybe top three, top four, and go towards those mile races. If you were to get her fully wound up and then think you're going to have her peak in Melbourne fourth up, probably not the way you'd do it. So that was my line of thinking. So I back Kemal Parsa, um, got him marked favourite, and think he's the one to beat. Uh, obviously, see you in heaven will run well because she's a classy filly. Uh, and it's funny with Bo Rosser. I mean, it's... I guess they're a little bit disjointed, a little sort of freshen up, and they yeah. put him in the paddock for probably 10 days, two weeks maybe, bring him back in. Started, he tried really well at Strathalbyn. and he actually beat CU in heaven. So he's got some class, but I just he's got a chance. I got him marked about six bucks what he is, but uh, I'd expect Kemal Pastor to be um, you know, harder to beat than him. And that's another lesson the great, um, our great mate Dean Lester taught me this as well, like the profiling horses. And we, we had a chat to Richard Jolly. You've got to try and think, three or four weeks in front. We know that CU in Heaven's main aim is the Australian Guineas, and you make that point, Kemal Parser. He won't get too many better opportunities to win a race like this with his rating these days, wait for age against this type of field over the 1,100 metres. So um, he needs to really strike today, doesn't he? Well, he does. And I suppose if you're, um, he's owned by a big client of, of Jollies, and they're going to they're gonna have him wound up. Um, to win this because it's a really good opportunity to bank 60000 which pays for probably another couple of preps and uh, and expenses and a bit of money. So I'd, I'd be tipping that he's he's wound up and ready to go. Love your work, mate. Foxcatcherintel.com. Great stuff with yourself and Jules Valance. And um, you can watch that throughout the week on your social media platforms. We appreciate your time, JJ. And good luck with the horse today as well on the 5th. No worries. Thanks for that.